Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, and our guest today is the one and the only Sam Boffman. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the Twitter. The Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workspex at gmail.com and please like and subscribe so we can keep this party going. Jalen Dubsky, how are we doing today? I feel wonderful. Well, speaking of being wonderful, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspective, exploring your day. And how you get paid Launching a new episode Every Tuesday Your day can transform While we inform With new episodes available On every platform So check out our vibe And how we get live Then do us a solid Share and subscribe Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about my cousin Sam, all right? But in the family, we can call her Sammy, but if you're not in the family, then fuck off, all right? Yeah, yeah. she was born and raised in Quakertown, PA, the island of Misfit Toys, and she comes to us today ready, willing, and able to be on the show. Super excited to have her here. It's rare that family members ask to be on the show, and I say yes. I'll tell you that right now. A lot of people get the at. Not happening. And then when they do come on, it's a big shit session. So either way, super excited to have Sam here. We got a lot to cover, so I want to get right into it. So before we get started, Sam, I would just like to ask, what movie do you think is better? The Godfather Part 1 or The Godfather Part 2? Matt, I've never actually watched them all the yeah, way through. Kind of and like I've been happen. to your house a whole lot. It never yeah. happened. Yeah, it happens. You know, people miss it here and there. What are you going to do? I thought that was going to be a whiff, so we'll keep it moving. Uh, Cheetos, crunchy or puff? Definitely crunchy. Mm, liking it. It's very nice. This is the big one. Wings, are you drums or are you flats? Flat. Wow. All yeah. day. All wow. day. We've seen you a puff. You can, like, really a... get in there. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a better. <laughs> we've seen a puff and we've seen the flats revolution, you know? It was hey. drum. We had, I don't know, drums and flats goes pretty 50 50. You yeah, know what I like mean? Dumb, dumb, a lot of dumb people pick drums. <laughs> I feel like those Mostly. PlayStation idiots would pick, pick flats, you know? I mean, I don't know. I'm uh, just they're saying. pretty great. Uh, they're pretty flats. great. I feel like yeah. the flavor, the meat to bone ratio is. They eat better. 
they break yep. better. There's no yep. way. There is no possible way. You have double the amount of bones. There's a bunch of parts of a drum that I don't the- eat. I eat the whole flat. Yeah, the, the bone is like the cartilage holding the bones together. You I eat just that? Shove the whole fucking thing in my mouth and pull out clean bones and put them down. Well, I don't go that pretty, far. That's. I, I mean, I I'm, that I'm so aroused <laughs> right now. Uh, okay. Either way, keep it moving. Uh, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. God damn. Pancakes. Well, we're, we're supposed to be related. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Uh, when it comes to a theme park, do you like a water park or an amusement park? Amusement park better. Yeah. You can do more for longer and you don't get cold. And yeah, amusement yeah. park. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go there at night when it's fun. So what are you yeah. going to do? And then uh, this is this is the big one. And this will decide who wins, uh, Xbox or PlayStation. Ah, Xbox, all Xbox day. all the way, Justin. Smoke <laughs> a chode. I've already, I've already proven to both of you that I'm correct. I didn't wear this in the plan of that, but I'm correct. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, for yeah. those listening, Justin is wearing a PlayStation shirt. Good. Show I mean, how uncool he is. Yep, just glad you showed up camera ready for this episode, well, Justin. I'm going to play God of War 2 in November, <laughs> and you guys will be playing, I guess, hopefully another Halo, I guess. I don't know. Honestly, honestly, uh, I've, like... I did do Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you know, and like sometimes also available I'll... on PlayStation. Right, right. I'm just saying, like, but <laughs> I've played like gate, like I'll play that sometimes. I did the, uh, you know, I went back and did Skyrim, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, it all leads back to Red Red Dead Redemption Two. It's just so good. It is the most incredible game. It is so fucking amazing, especially if you decide to, you know, be a, you know, a genius and play in the first person shooter mode. It is a is a completely brand new game. Right. I've played I've played that game so many times and it's so hard not to cry when Arthur's riding into Beaver Hollow to confront Dutch about Micah's betrayal and then the Pinkertons show up and he has to run and he has the fight with Micah. It is. Like you are, it is, it is just, that is, that's fucking cinema on a video game. The game is, is at the point where the next mission is you go to town and rob the bank inside of St. Denny. And then so a whole bunch of stuff happens afterwards that I don't want to do. And I have for three months now, not advanced the story, but continued playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. And probably will never advance the story. Yeah. I just play poker in San Denis, then I take the train out to Rhodes and I play blackjack and then oh. I shoot the town up and then I normally go to bed. Yeah, that's a great time. That is a great time. Just po- Poker in St. Denis is a blast. Let's be <laughs> honest. You know, that's a good time had by all. Rhodes, plus two, I mean, I guess you uh, you amended everything with the people of Rhodes. Yeah, I'm a little uh, back in after yeah. the whole Braves debacle. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After you literally the have to shoot... Weights. Yeah, you have yeah the Braithwaite's and the uh and the fuck I don't know but yeah I waited so long to play that game my my brother was like it's great and I was like I'm not playing that game and I don't know I was just bored one day and I started playing it I was like holy shit do I love this yeah you do have you played it in the first person shooter yet (laughs) I've beaten it I mean I've played a bunch of it in first person I've beaten it like two or three times dude honestly one it's faster you move faster and two it is like GTA uh, it's oh it's incredible honestly. 
can't play it any other way now, especially when you learn to ride the horse. I'm big on, I love my horses, you know, big, big fan. <laughs> God, we could talk about fucking Red Dead for a long time. It is honestly Arthur Miller, maybe one of the greatest characters in all of video game history. And he's, not, fan. and he's not even a fucking, oh, dude, when Sean dies, was it when, is it Mally or O'Leary? It's something, but Sean, but he's, yeah, the Irish dude. Yeah, yeah. He was great, and he's around in the uh, in the live version too on Xbox Live, you know, which Xbox invented, not PlayStation. FYI, no big deal. Um, <laughs> either who, Sam? How are you? Thanks for coming on. How are things? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, I work all the time, so that's uh, what I do. But I love my job. So hey, love your job. You know? You're not working a day in your life. How about that? So yeah. very nice. Well, Sam here went public school K through 12 in the Quaker Town public school system. He yikes. And then <laughs> uh, after graduating high school, she then went to the Air Force. Thank you for your service. And has, you know, went through the whole military gimmick and did that stuff. But we're going to start back. So growing up in the on the island of Misfit Toys, what was life like in good old Quaker Town, home of the Q Mart? Well, I mean, it's small town when I grew up, right? Yeah. Uh, it was all swamp when I was a kid. Yeah. So it was a pretty normal, just like nothingness existence in Quakertown. You know, you go outside, you play all night till the lights come on, catch frogs, come back inside. Um, you know, nothing really was like interesting until high school. And then, you know, it's just a bunch of high school kids who have nothing to do. So you smoke and you drink and you do whatever you do. And I was an emo kid. So I went to shows at churches and other kinds of shows and smoked a lot of weed and skipped school a lot you know yeah. just hey. hung out with my friends skipped and went to philly you know we just did whatever we could to get out of there <laughs> yeah 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 that place is a fucking fucking drag sometimes that is yeah. i mean plus two you're you were you know i don't want to shout out where you're at but you were kind of like in the middle of town would you say or like eh, the it beginning was... of the middle maybe is yeah that a good... yeah 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 but there was it wasn't like you weren't like in the boons you were like where there was people and you weren't far from q mart if i'm correct right yeah no we walked a lot to the q mart i actually worked at the q mart too wow yeah that's gonna be fucking something whoa <laughs> how old were you when you worked at q mart um i think i was either my junior or senior year and i would work on the weekends there doing the what alligator. i worked at um it was a little restaurant. It was the one with the snow cones. Oh. I worked at the snow cone place. And so I made like cheese steaks and fried Oreos and snow cones Man. every weekend. <laughs> and how'd that go? Um, For a teenage was, job. Yeah, it was a divorce. teenage kid job, you know, yeah. and I could take a break and walk around the Q Mart and go get more food other places or whatever. Yeah. It yeah. was an easy thing to do. And it was quick money. It was yeah. under the table. Yeah. I for you forget that they have like a pseudo food court at the Q Mart, aka the yeah. dirt mall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's rough, man. But it's I, like I've gone back now as an adult and I love it. I love going there. I don't know if it's just the Quaker town in me, but right. the Q Mart is like you want to feel better about yourself. You've Whew. seen people of Walmart, you go to Q Mart. You're good. Yeah. You're so yeah. good. How about it? Go ahead, Justin. It was the first time, like, as a kid, we, like, went somewhere, and I was like, there's stuff here I don't want. <laughs> I was like, this is the crazy place, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. like a kid, you're like, you know, like, oh, we're going somewhere, I'm going to want something. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
everyone alligator you can bring uh, uh the 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 cars there yeah that yep, i was just gonna there. say that is that had to be the number one attraction for Qmart was the car thing, right? Still Three there, years. Man, <laughs> man. Just goes to show you how the, how they, you know. They got rid of the alligator, but the turtle's still there in the pet store. Wow. That thing is is looking rough. I feel but, so bad for it every time we go. <laughs> I bought a fish from there. It was a beta fish and uh yep, didn't last long, you know. They never do. I tried uh, to get a katana so bad. Oh, I had a buddy of mine who was, he would steal the stackers from there when we were in high school. And then we would sell them to make in like for wrestling and made a lot of money and everyone <laughs> it was, dude, I'll tell you, that was something maybe I should apologize to the coaches for, because you had like 30 kids that weren't eating, that were going through puberty, that were ultra hormonal. And then were on uppers at the same times and then crashing from uppers. So it was like, yeah, it was a fucking emotional teenagers. It was a fucking time, man. It was a fucking time. But yeah, no, it was cool. But uh, nice. Any uh, activities? Or didn't were you in the band too for a little bit? Yeah, I was in band from like sixth grade on until my the summer before junior year. Yeah, I was in uh, concert band and marching band. Um, huge band nerd for a bit. Band nerd, fun though. You know, and then the one time at band camp, <laughs> I yeah. brought my clarinet up to my mouth really fast and uh, chipped my tooth actually. Uh, yeah. And they wouldn't let me go home. Uh, so the next day, I just brought all my shit and just left it in the middle of the room and never went back to band. So <laughs> who? Uh, I yeah. mean, that's for, wait. You were at the band camp and chipped your tooth, and they're like, "You gotta stay here." Stay here yep. with your chip tooth. Yeah, like, like it, it fucking hurt. I was yeah, like, what the hell? Really? Like, I want to go home. Dude, They're the like, worst. No, we need to go over your step. Oh, dude, fuck off. They, I'll tell yeah. you, the worst thing about like when you do chip your tooth, because I've done it, I actually did it boxing. And the worst is like when you breathe and the air hits it and it's like, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, fucking, it's murder. Murder. <laughs> Absolute murder. Yeah not fun uh very nice all right cool so band band is brutal tell you people sleep on the band but band band geeks know how to fucking get down if you know band geeks party let's be honest you don't have to tell me we're cousins please don't share but either way (laughs) band geeks get a bad rap you know what i mean like i i talked to i had a buddy of mine who did the band and he said he's like the whole gimmick is planting seed he's like you know You know, like you got some, you know, everyone there is kind of a late bloomer, right? So ninth grade, 10th grade, you're there, you're planting seeds. And by the time it gets to senior year, it's a fucking potty. And everyone's yeah. there to fucking throw down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because it's mm-hmm. like 40 or, you know, 100 fucking horny teenagers on a bus for three hours. Like, come on, shit happens. Yep, we yep. had a we had a gimmick on the wrestling team where we had like we had like our managers were like rockets and they weren't allowed on the back of the bus anymore after a couple things happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> but either way. So let's keep it moving. Uh, very nice. So you're in high school. How was high school? It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, you know, my parents got divorced young, so yeah. I was going through it. Um, yeah. And growing up, my mom was very like therapy focused. So I always grew up having some form of therapy. Uh, so I understood logically what was going on. But, right. you know, it it was hard. I was a little emo kid for I shaved off my eyebrows for like two years, man. 
Like yeah, it was rough. Cool, it was yeah. my hair was every color under the sun. Yeah. I was out till whenever. Like it was I was a mess. I was a mess. But I yeah. wasn't like really breaking any laws besides smoking and staying out past curfew. Um yeah. except for stealing shit off of people's lawns occasionally. But Right. But that's you interesting. know, who doesn't do that? Yeah. Um yeah. We, I remember, I mean, I remember this distinctly is that there was like a, a cancer thing, right? And you had had like really, really long hair. And then you were probably like eighth grade, maybe. And mm-hmm. someone had said like, you could donate your hair to cancer, right? And like someone told your mom that they have like the thing there and she wasn't with you. And like, she ran over there and saw that you had already cut off all your hair, yep. right? And it was like- yep two feet of hair that they took off you know and your mom was like oh my gosh you are so (laughs) nice and then like a year later you're like fuck this hair it's green now and (laughs) fuck you mom and she wanted to kill she would tell me not to dye my hair and then go away with your mom for the weekend oh man what do you think i'm gonna do i'm gonna dye all of our hair like you left me an empty house so i'm having a party we're dying our hair like yeah yeah and then i'm gonna make free clean it up later so yeah shout out free (laughs) fan of the show listen to the show um but no uh when we say brie we mean your your younger sister brie which everybody loves but um and she also pulled the greatest prank ever which i remember seeing like it was it was uh she had taken in our engagement or no marriage photos right Mm -hmm. of her and like a dress with her now husband but this Uh was like you know two years before they would even get engaged or whatever and put it up online and everyone's like freaking out like what do you do you don't know him all this stuff and then it was people didn't realize it was fucking april fools you know what i mean it was i called her hilarious i was so mad i was like you i was in idaho at the time i had nothing i could do and i was just screaming i called my dad i i don't really talk to my dad that much and i called him i was like do you know what your daughter did like (laughs) (laughs) he's like you mean you and she finally called. I was the first one to know because I was I was calling everybody. I was like, "This is some fucking bullshit." Yeah. And then she's like, "No, it's a joke." Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at one. the date. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then they get married two years later on April Fool's. Yeah. Pretty good. Not not gonna lie. Pretty sharp. Yeah. I remember I went up to your dad at that wedding, and he was like, "Yeah, you. All right, whatever." But yeah, I was that's like, how "Hey, my dad is." I don't know. I never had any. I mean, like you know, I was a kid, but. It's kind of the same thing with you that happened to me. So what you're referring to is that like your parents got divorced. My parents got divorced around the same time. We were different ages because I think you're three years younger than me, maybe. And yeah, so the parents get divorced. And with me, you know what my dad was like. So when he left, the law left with him. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) it was like, yes, it did. Yeah. And so, but, but then like our moms were both like single moms at the time with kids that were pseudo grown. I mean, honestly, I feel bad for Brie because she was like nine. She got the shit end of the stick, man. We fucked her up pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I have thought about that before. She did get the shit on the stick because we were all kind of like grown, like teenagers, but she was like in like third grade and everyone else was like, just fucking throwing down, doing the shit. You know, I remember like, I remember one time 
we were uh, we were it was me and my buddy and we were smoking weed at the house and no one was home and we were up like upstairs on the balcony like you remember the balcony justin oh i do yeah that's my mom's house so we were up there right and it was your mom and my mom came home right and we me and i was like oh fuck so like we got down like we laid down flat we're like fuck (laughs) well they don't see us right and like we have been smoking weed and then your mom gets out of the car and my mom gets out of the car and then they're like oh my god do we still smell like weed like they smell (laughs) and i heard them say that and i was like oh what the fuck is this you know (laughs) my mom caught my sister with a dime bag of like really shitty weed while she was in high school she was a sophomore and i skipped school one day my mom came to me and she was like how do you smoke weed if you don't have any papers yeah. I was like, uh-huh. uh I'm not showing you my homemade stuff. Let's roll a tinny. So her yeah. and I smoked the weed that she grounded my sister for two weeks for. I waited the two weeks and then I told my sister it was this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Good one stuff. One time my uh so my my brother moves back in with my parents, but he's like 18, 19. And um he uh my my stepdad steals his bolt, like fine. He leaves it somewhere and takes it. Months go by and Brad refines it and takes it, takes it back. It's like, it's mine. I stole it back. He's like, I got a voicemail from Mike Bull. He like calls me as soon as it happens. And he's like, he's like, return the property or don't come home. And like, that was the whole voicemail. <laughs> and Brad's like, it's mine. Like yeah. he, he knows he stole it from me, right? Yeah. And I was like, hey, for the record, the man is full of rage. He might have forgotten which child he stole it from. Right, yeah. But, but also, <laughs> you have to give him your bowl back. <laughs> yeah, you do live there. Dems be the rules, bub. What are you going to do? Dems be the rules. Dems be uh, the rules. Yeah. He stole it fair and square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, remember, I mean, man. I, I mean, oh, God. Dude, do you remember how many bullshit pieces you've had? Like, I remember it for a while. Dude, I th- I do think my shit, my jaw got fucked up from smoking out of tinfoil so much. Oh, right? I, yeah. I fuck, like, because I remember I made one out of a pencil sharpener, right? And fucking that, had that one for a while. Then I made one, I made like a bunch out of an empty cigarette pack right did that one for a long fucking time you know what i mean and that gimmick like you can empty it out you cut the fucking shit on top right you have a shotgun on the side you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it was pretty you know it wasn't bad but then uh then we do like i remember you do the water bottle gimmick you do the one like we had an utz pretzel container one that we had you know what <laughs> i mean so like we had all of them but dude, i still yeah like even thinking about it i'm like ah you know, I was, know. Taught, yeah. I was taught to roll early, very early at a young age in my neighborhood. Yeah. 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 I couldn't I... roll for shit. Your mom ended up sending Alex on a vacation with us with like two joints, and they were the best rolled joints I'd ever had at that point. Yeah. And we hid out, and you know, it was great, <laughs> but yeah. I could never roll. We always yeah. ended up going to Primal in Bethlehem. It's a glass shop. Yeah. And that's where we would end up getting our pieces. Yeah. God, what was the gimmick downtown in the city? It was like center city, like elevation, maybe or something. Um, God, it was like right in like uh, Wonderlicks was one, and mm-hmm. then the other one was uh, Wonderland, maybe Wonderland. Yeah. yeah, Wonderland. Wonderlicks yeah. is an ice cream store. <laughs> no, I think it was Wonderland. Yeah, Wonderland, and then there was like forget with an A or something. I can't remember. We bought name. we bought a bong from there. But and remember this... back then you couldn't like if you said bong they would like they, kick yeah. you out like you had yeah. to call it a water you, pipe. 
Yeah, and, and like, you had you yeah, you had to bowl like yeah, you couldn't see like I need a, a pipe catcher. Yeah, like get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't mention weed at all. It had to be all for smoking tobacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They were big on that, dude. I remember we bought a bong from there, right? And we named the bong. The bong's name was Patrick Swayze from the motion picture film Ghost. Was the name of the bong. It wasn't like, <laughs> not his character name. It yeah. was Patrick Swayze from the motion picture film Ghost. Was the name of the bong. And I'll tell you, it fucking, whew, that thing, I would like, I would. that shit would put people down. That thing was a beast. Justin, I think you partied with Patrick. It's possible. Very possible. Yeah, yeah. dude, we were, I remember I mean, one kid had a zong. And I was just like, it seems so unnecessary, but I do like it very much. What it is was this? just a, a bong with the 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 top part the Z in it. Went in a Z. Oh, so you could put the ice in it. Yeah. 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 Did you ever do the gravity gimmicks with the uh, carton oh, of milk? Dude, that was one of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do. When we didn't have a lot of weed, I'd be like, let's spill the gravity bomb. Yeah. Yep. Dude, yep. dude, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I did that a couple times. That shit like would fuck you up. It is maximum. <laughs> That's oh, a boy. maximum ride, baby. <laughs> Yo, you got like, because it only takes a couple too. You know what oh, I mean? Dude, especially because once it like sits for three seconds, the smoke tastes awful. And it's inside yep. a milk carton dude. and you just gun it down your throat. And you're like, <sighs> and then yeah. also back then the weed we were smoking was fucking terrible. Oh, it, dude, it you're, pulling out seed, you're pulling out seeds. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, I mean, not gonna lie, I haven't smoked weed. I can't even tell you when's the last time I smoked weed, right? Just because, like, I gotta, you know, I just I don't have fucking time, guys. I'm fucking tired, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I could. I legit, I wish I fucking could smoke every day. I do, I do, but I'm too tired. We do three fucking shows. I have a real job and a fucking kid, right? You know, it's just too much. But either way, but yeah, I can't even tell you last time I fucking smoked. But yeah, gra- like, do you remember? I was talking to somebody the other day. Do you remember like fucking having to pull seeds out of your shit? Is that gone now? I went to uh, no, not all the time. Like I found it. Yeah. Well, I found a seed just the other day from my medical stuff. I'm gonna try and germinate it and grow it because it's my favorite strain. But you know, what's the name of the strain? Burnt toast. Wow. It's it's legitimately it's burnt toast. It smells like burnt toast. It tastes like burnt toast, but. What I love about it is it has a high content of linalool, which is a terpene, and it helps to calm your body down. Um, it's a really good stress. Oh, Tom, or sorry, Matt, I have a huge Sam, fucking knowledge. show's over. What the fuck did you <laughs> just tell me? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's all right. But no, that's just, that's what I do all day. And so that, that burnt toast, that's incredible. it brings me down enough to make me not be a bitch when I get home, like I can actually have a conversation and yeah. not feel as stressed out. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, this is good, but no, I'm telling like the shit they have, the gimmicks they have with fucking weed now is yeah. unbelievable. The stuff they got going on. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I have 600 different products in my vault right now. Mm-hmm. What? Does anyone ever mm-hmm. rob you? Uh, we haven't been robbed in the last year. There was one in Bethlehem that got robbed. Like one of your like sister stores or whatever? It's just another dispensary. Um, I don't remember exactly which one, but it was more in like center city of Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, they came in the back door right at close. Where's your store at? Quakertown? Mine right now is in Foglesville. So it's all the way down. Um, it's the closest one to 
Canifest, which is in Kutztown. Um, it's probably another 20 minutes past Bethlehem. Yeah, I see. I see. All right. That's not bad. So, okay. Yeah, that I mean, I mean, but pe- like if what do they if what do they tell you to do? Like, you know, if you're at a bank, they tell you just be like, give them the money and fucking do whatever. Yep. We have insurance. Is it kind of yep. the same thing? Yep, pretty much. But like everything is recorded everywhere. There is no oh, spot cameras. in a dispensary. 100% everywhere. You can't yeah. get through any doors without a badge. Um, yeah, it's very regulated through the Department of Health. So you have to stay on top of everything. So, I mean, the person would eventually get caught, hopefully, but if something were to happen, yeah, we're just told, give them the money, give them the stuff, you're more important. I wonder if they were, like, what they're after, though, when you rob a dispensary. is Are you after the money? Well, I'm saying, like, are you more after the money or after the weed? Well, in some states, they're still cash only. Honestly, my, so the first dispensary that I worked at, we opened I opened that store and we were cash only. We were cash only until, until I left a year later. So I was dealing with deposits of a hundred thousand dollars or more per week. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of stuff. So you guys are just like, is it packed the whole time? Like your Um, store? The one that I worked at before is definitely busier. It's the biggest uh, corporation in the United States. Um, so they're more like the target Walmart of weed Mm -hmm. and yeah, (laughs) we were pulling, it was insane. It was insane. Like just a bad week was $90,000. That's unbelievable. Like, and we were like, shit, you know, we need to, we need to catch up. And, but like now where I work, it's a lot slower because it's not in such a big populated area. So we get hit when the canifests happen. And then we've been doing a lot more deals to bring our marketing about, but, um, our good days over there, I had a 30% sale on Tuesday. So I had 194 patients that day. Uh, yeah. And we sold about $20,000 worth of stuff. Wow. And you say, yeah. and they're not customers, they're patients. They're patients. They're medical yeah. patients. Yep. Yeah. How do you go about getting the medical card? It's actually really, really easy. Um, it's just money up front that you really got to worry about. But if you have any of the qualifying conditions, so any kind of anxiety, depression, there's a whole bunch of different mental health disorders. There's physical disorders with chronic pain. Um, You just can go on this website. There's a whole bunch of them. And you could just be like, hey, I need an appointment. They'll call you in a week. You have a five minute appointment on the phone with a doctor and you pay the state the next. So the doctor appointment's usually like 150 to $200. And then you have to pay the state $50 to get your card, but then you have your card. All you have to do is research every year, which is a little bit of money, but you can find different programs or different events that people are doing where you can get your card for really discounted rate. Yeah. Um, and like my dispensary works with PAMMJ and that's a quick phone call set up. We give you a discount for going through them. They give us, they give you a discount for going to us. Like it's, it's pretty cool. And Canifest, I would say is probably the fastest way to get your card. What is everything is the best thing in the world. <laughs> so um, they go, happen. Yo. Yeah. It's next weekend. I think we should do a actually. fucking live show from there. I'm going to be there on Sunday. On do the you second. run like, a booth or something there i'm not doing a booth this year but we have um the balanced veterans network that i'm connected with they're always there um i actually just met the organizer for it and she's gonna hook me up with some swag and hopefully some of the panels that we can sit down and talk 
Um, nice. But it's out in Kutztown. It's one of the biggest ones in Pennsylvania. It uh, happens twice a year at the first weekend of October. And then, of course, right around 420. Yeah. Um, and it's anybody can go and you don't have to have your medical card, but I would recommend not bringing kids. That's just how I feel about it. I don't want my kids getting around all of that. And I'm very open with my boys, but it's still, just, it's a lot of people, a lot of smoking, a lot of, yeah. Weed, and there's still nefarious, like as much as weed has cleaned up its act, there's still nefarious characters involved. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it is what it is. You wouldn't but take them to was, a biker convention either. You know Exactly. I mean? this right. is like adult time and but yeah. the panels are great and you can learn a lot just from the people and talking see i mean i'll tell you people are passionate about this stuff absolutely passionate you know it saved my life yeah you think i mean we'll get more into that yeah. but hold on before we get to that it's time for everybody's new favorite segment i'm talking about jayden's questions asking some questions jayden's questions new favorite segment jayden's question uh so sam this is the part of the show where jayden's gonna ask you some questions and you're gonna give jayden some answers so jayden take it away would you rather have a qanon forearm tattoo or wear a cowboy hat all the time outside of the house qanon tattoo just i would rather have a, the tattoo <laughs> Fuck that. I don't want to wear the hat. <laughs> not because it's not because you're in love with QAnon. It's just you fucking don't want to wear a cowboy hat. Yeah. I mean, I really don't want to wear a cowboy hat either. It'd be yeah, so annoying. I can hide a tattoo. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I wear long shirts all the time. Yeah. 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 You can't see my back is covered every day. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. Good question. How, uh, how long do you think you could live inside of a four door sedan like car? It's not like how long do you Probably want to? It's how yeah, long. Like how long like, could you do it? Like how long I mean, do you think you could push yourself to the max? Oh, um, and it's a sedan. Yeah. I'm pretty small. I'm going to say probably five, six months. I could do it. Yeah. Would you say, could it be a Honda Accord, Justin? Yeah, I'd like a Honda Accord. Okay. Are no, you, there's a lot not- you could do with that. And you're not allowed out of the car, or are you? Yeah, if you can't leave the car at all, and you're like, at things all. are brought to you, Ooh. I guess your needs Ooh. are met. Oh, my God. Your legs are so with stiff. Yeah, yeah in, no, in that sense, how long that. you, yeah, I mean, you can't do months in that sense, but how long yeah. do you think you can do that? If you can't um, leave the car at all. Probably about two, three weeks. <gasps> I could rough it out. I could do mm, it. That'd be tough. You'd be getting some bad I'm sores. small, man. Yeah, I could, are. like... You could probably even Stretch stand out, up. run with my legs yeah. in the air. Yeah. I'd be good. Yeah, you could, you'd figure it <laughs> out. Atrophy what? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Jada. Would you rather uh, walk the plank or be sucked into the vacuum of space? Whoa. Sucked into the vacuum of space. It's 100%. It's eight yeah. seconds, right? Don't, it's isn't instantaneous. It? Pretty eight. much. Oh, it's not eight. It's not eight seconds. Probably less than that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we don't, don't know what's in breathe. either, you know? Like, if you go into the water, you could potentially die by shark, and that could take a while, right? Yeah. Or you could just drown, Duh. right? Or, or you, you could get caught a by thing. a coconut crab. <gasps> just be done with it, man. No, nothing's going to touch your foot in space. Mm. No. And mm. you could maybe see something right before you. Like, as you're going into it, maybe you see the cosmo, you know? Yeah. Shit. There's a supernova swinging by, you know. That'd be fucking cool. That'd if you could great. have... Uh... If you could have a celebrity pallbearer, who would you choose? So we want to preempt this. The the pallbearer can either go and talk to the people for and say they knew you, or the pallbearer could just go do the pallbearer gimmick, 
and leave without saying anything to anybody. Jennifer Lawrence, and I want her to talk to people. Wow. <laughs> so you want her to ham it up like, yeah, I knew Fuck Sam. Yeah. Fuck you yeah. Know, we were you hanging kidding? out. You know, she I seems actually... like she would be the coolest fucking person to be around and talk with. Yeah. She does seem pretty cool. She's no Harry Potter, but she'd be pretty cool. She's still, you would have Harry <laughs> Potter? It's like Daniel Radcliffe? I don't know. I don't know who I'd have, but, you know, should it just should be said that, you know, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence is not fucking Harry Potter. I, I grew up a little bit. I, I, <laughs> I stopped with my Harry Potter obsession, you know. I mean. High school. Yeah. No, that's okay. a lie. After high school in the military. Yeah. You wouldn't, I mean, you you wouldn't watch H-Pot? You didn't watch the new H-Pots? Oh, of course I did. Of course I did. But you're not like, you're saying your life obsession is not there anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it was pretty bad for a while. It was. Your brother sent me a uh, an acceptance letter to Hogwarts. Yeah. In I the remember. mail, and I was really, really hoping it was real. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think he had me for a couple of days and then he finally got me and I was like, oh, yeah, he's a I'm not going ended, to magic huh? school. <laughs> I am still upset. I didn't get mutant powers when I hit puberty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm an X-Man. So I absorbed my, uh, well, no, I regrew my right tonsil and then um, I had surgery while I was in the military. I got most of my right ovary removed. I absorbed it. So, you know, wow. I just regrow body parts and <laughs> yeah. stuff. That old chestnut. <laughs> so wait um cool yeah wow okay sorry keep going justin um would you give up dairy for eight hundred thousand dollars cash yeah i don't drink milk i haven't since the second grade i think i'd be fine i'm not a big fan of cheese i could do without ice cream maybe the wow. creamer might get me but a lot of the time there's no milk in it so no cream in your coffee. What about? would you rather go to the wild west or medieval times medieval times mm, i'm liking that that would be cool yeah same if they had and it was consensual human meat cooked. Would you try it? No, no. I've had this conversation. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> good. Who's doing that, Justin? I'd try it. You wouldn't try it? Well, would it depend what race they are, Justin? I mean, I wouldn't have if you, asked. If you think. could, if you could pick the race, would you do it? If well, you had a do, choice, do I have of, to pick the race. Like, yeah, if you had a choice, of, if you had a choice of races, who would you? Pick? I mean, I I think I'd pick an Italian just because I like Italian food the best. Sure. I figured they taste better, right? In that sense, you know, you you're not wrong. They you know, could. You know, Mexican would run right through you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you you know, if you ate you know Asian, you'd be hungry thirty minutes <laughs> you'd later. Hungry from forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah um, no i'm not as yeah i mean i'm just saying if it was already cooked as well you know yeah I was like, well, it'd have to be cooked. it'd have to be well well done it wasn't upon my request that they made it right right it's but they're like hey there. we have it. like hey you can this try is a, this this dude like he was cool with it and we already cooked it and it's banging you want to try human i'd be like oh no maybe kind of <laughs> not mad at it you know <laughs> we'll put a little cheese with it yeah uh, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I eat a lot of things, man. Are you eating human, Matt? Um, am I eating human? Am I, I feel like I could talk you into eating human. I'm, I'm sure I've probably already been talked into it, you know? Right? Like, I feel like, I mean. Just a little bit of human, you know? We've all, we've all eaten cat. contemplation in his voice. You know, we've all eaten cat, guys. Let's be honest. Unwillingly you know I mean? or willingly. We all have. We all have. We've all had general size chicken. real suspect corner stores in my day. Oh, bro, we've all eaten at China King and loved it. I've had but... Iraqi food in Iraq, so I feel you. Whoa. I don't know what was in it. 
Yikes. I'll tell you what was in it. Freedom. (laughs) (laughs) You had some freedom in that Iraqi food. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. No, you had, uh, I mean, who the fuck knows what was in that? Like, yeah no i, I <laughs> but can't say no <laughs> right well, i mean what happens if you did say no well you're in the air force are they as, as bad it's it's still not looked friendly you know what i mean like i wasn't off base i was actually friends with all the special operations guys so they had a lot of iraqis from around the town that would come onto the base and they would do like a big cookout every friday night to have everybody together what kind so, of wait like they're doing like a barbecue like yeah kind of like the iraqis would make their food and we would all just kind of sit around and eat it at like on the floor in the middle of their operations room (laughs) and um like there were some grills out there that people would either buy or had left from previous deployment and uh yeah we would eat with them and you couldn't you had to pick it up with your hands and put it on the the flatbread and you couldn't like disrespect the natives kind of thing right yeah understandable you know that makes sense but still that's fucking brutal (laughs) (laughs) am i right or am i right (laughs) was it i mean was it good though or yeah it was sweet it was very i i was expecting it to be spicier but it was very almost fruity really with a lot of the meat dishes yeah and then i would have we had a turkish bazaar on base as well so there was the difference between turkish food and then the iraqi food and like the turkish food i guess was more of what i was expecting Uh while the iraqi was a lot sweeter and a lot more beans and a lot more rice mm, all right it was good well, hey you say so <laughs> i don't know anything about iraqi food uh, or freedom apparently i didn't either <laughs> do you uh do you have any questions for me indica or sativa uh i mean it depends on what time of day it is <laughs> fair what's your what go-to I, uh i mean i don't have a like i don't I wouldn't turn either down, but like, obviously if I wake up, I think you're supposed to smoke a sativa. And when I'm trying to go to bed, I try to smoke an indica, but I, I like edibles a lot. Fair. What the yeah. fuck are we talking about? We just tight. Uh, <laughs> it's um, so there's three different like types of weed. You have sativa, which would be like an uplifting morning kind of get the job done thing for the day. You have a hybrid, which is a mix between the two that can have different, like it could lean a little bit more sativa or a little bit more indica. And then you have an indica, which is like a bedtime, calm yourself down kind of weed. Okay. So what the fuck? So wait, what are you doing first, Justin? I like a, yeah, like a sativa in the morning and an indica at night. Look at you, Mr. Fancy Fuck Dick. <laughs> I like the... Like to eat like, you know, like 50 to 60 milligrams of edibles and then go to the grocery store and walk around. Wow. Oh, that's a bad idea. You got to get all the food then. I go to Whole Foods too. I drop like $60. I get like nine things. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Dude, like, I bought Whole $37 Foods. nuts. Whole Foods ridiculous. Whole Foods is. Dude, one is... time I came home with just a long roll. I was just so high. I just came, uh, just a long roll. I was like, I don't even know what I plan to do with this. I just have a, a long, hard roll now in the kitchen. Dude, don't go to their bakery because yikes. Let me tell you, yikes. They also have a machine that makes peanut butter, like a Slurpee machine, just pours out peanut butter. Suck your own dick. No, they Dude, don't. They like a honey roasted peanut peanut butter. Oh. I'll be getting that when I'm real high, too. And I'm that paying like $7 weird. for peanut butter. I'm like, what? Wow. Justin's peanut butter cups, Tate's cookies. They have this milk that comes in a glass jug, and you get $2 back if you bring the jug back. <laughs> 
Yeah. Meanwhile, got, it's like seven dollars for a half gallon. Yeah, we got that for um my when my daughter was an infant, we would get that. It's banging. Yeah, I mean they got wax cereal though. Who does? Whole foods. What oh yeah, what all of these items I've listed. Their cereal so far, sucks. Whole their cereal oh. sucks. Yeah, cereal's garbage. Fair. It's fucking awful. It's not yeah, it's terrible. It's the worst. A lot of their shit sucks, not gonna lie. Have you ever had their chicken? It's uh smokes uh smokes a fat one, we'll just say. So like rotisserie chickens? They do the whole rotisserie chicken gimmick one time and me and my wife got it and was so bad that we threw it away. No. Their pizza's not that good either. Fucking bad it was. I think I've only been to a Whole Foods twice. Really good treats though. Oh, <laughs> does they? Yeah. They have fancy ice creams too. There's this one ice cream that's so I was in there and it's nine dollars for a pint. A pint of Ben Jerry's is like four or five dollars usually. And I'm oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is a nine dollar pint of fucking ice cream? Like how good could this really be? And I got it, and I now buy nine dollar pints of ice cream every once in a while. Wow, really? so fucking good, yeah! I swear to God. Wow, it's called like Jenny's. It's like not. It's literally nine ninety nine, and I literally like. I remember the first, I don't know, ten times I saw it. I was like, "Who's the maniac buying this?" You. And one day it just got me. I was <laughs> I like, "You know what? Maniac. There's so many flavors of it. I'm like, how, people are doing this, and dude, have good, you? Yo. I get this one. It's little chocolate chips and peanuts cut up in vanilla ice cream." Have you have you ever had the uh at at um fuck what's it called oh Trader Joe's Trader Joe's does the uh the gimmick with the um uh, uh cookie butter have you ever had cookie butter I've never been to a Trader Joe's God no fucking like where do you even There's live not one anywhere near me don't you oh yeah you don't live in you don't live in the land of the free and the home of the brave Lansdale PA anymore no I do not I live <laughs> right across the street from a Whole Foods I'll tell you. <laughs> If you if you if you can get your hands on some cookie butter, do it. And then if you can get your hands on some cookie butter ice cream, double do it. Let me fucking tell you. Cookie butter is I mean, God, God it's it's God fucking... took ice cream from me. No. God spiteful God. Lord. He took God. it from me, yo. Oh what? It fucks your stomach now? It fucks me up, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I do it anyway, but he like took he just, you know. The Lord uh. giveth and the Lord take it away. And uh, he knew I loved it. And I just, I don't think he wants me to be happy. And I don't fucking get ice cream anymore. I can't Dude. ride roller coasters anymore. I'm like, what did I do, yo? Like, uh, no, I know exactly what you did. One, he's already given you the greatest gift that you should ever get because you don't deserve the gift that you've gotten. And the gift I'm speaking of is your girlfriend, which My what the fuck, beautiful dude. girlfriend. No, it's no, <laughs> no, no. Yes, yes, yes. But no, it's not fair. I mean, I love and, her, but ice cream is really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't deserve either of them. You know, God. Well, I mean, eventually we're gonna have her on the show. We've recorded an episode with her for everyone listening that you know loves the show, um, and that we've talked about it. We recorded a girls' night episode, which would have already aired by the time this aired. So, speaking of the girls' night episode, yeah, Justin. I mean, you heard me talk about it. I'm, I'm still fucking flabbergasted that she lets this fucking strunza like go near her. I don't know. And she initiated Wonderful talking to you. I am. She initiated talking to you. I was just minding my own business. Just being a slut. That's all you ever are. Big old hairy slut. So, all right, let's keep it moving. So, Sam, you would eventually graduate from Quakertown High School. Go Panthers. Yeah. Yeah, they were Panthers. Yep, they were. They were, they will, they are, they did. 
So go Panthers, shout out. Um, so either way, so you graduated from Q Town High School. After Quakertown, you went into the Air Force. Is that right? Yep. The right after that summer, okay. I left September after I graduated. And how did you like the Air Force? Uh, it was an experience. It was it was a lot. I mean, a lot of people when I first told them I was joining didn't think I was going to be able to do it. You know, um, and Why? so much of our family. Because of who I was, you know, I was a skinny little emo kid and I wasn't tough. And how could I even do the military? You know, who are um, you? Who do you think you are that you can survive in yeah. this man's military? You little bastard. Right. Is that yeah. the kind of bullshit that we heard? You know, like it was stupid. And then like I told my mom about it and your mom about it. And they were all like, oh, my God. And my dad, he was just happy that I was joining the Air Force and not like the Army or the Marines. Yeah, smart. Um, you know, and quite frankly, my <laughs> I always tell people the reason I joined was uh, my boyfriend in high school joined the Army and then he cheated on me and all this bullshit. And so I joined the Air Force to prove that I was better than him. So. I you mean, know. sure, you won, obviously, <laughs> but I, I, I'll tell you this. I do remember that uh, I had a teacher in high school and Justin knows him. His name is Mr. Williams. And he was like, he was a really, really good teacher and like a, just a really good kind of like person and, and custodian for, for children and young minds. And he was really, I really did appreciate him as a teacher. Um, but he was in the Marines and he was very adamant about telling everybody if you go into the military, fuck the Marines because he was like, they like they it sucks, you know, like yeah. you don't get the good food. You're sleeping in shit like he's like, it yeah. sucks. It sucks hard as fuck. He's like, but if you're in the Air Force, you're sleeping indoors, you get the good yep. food. They treat you good. They're not all up your ass about shit. He was like, he was singing the Air Force's praises. He was a big component of the old Air Force. So definitely, I mean, anybody who's been in and wasn't in the Air Force, they look at us like the chair force. But legitimately, I got paid more to go live in your housing for a week. Uh, so, you yeah. know, like, yeah, I, I picked the right branch to go to. That's that's for sure. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah. You know, but it's but, definitely uh, a guy's I mean, world. Yeah. Well, that honestly uh, I remember talking to uh, to we had Marine uh, Master Sergeant Nick Galante on the show, a Marine Corps Ma Marine Recon Master Sergeant. This guy is the fucking toughest of the toughest, right? Has a Purple Heart, Silver Star. He's done like uh, I think huh. he's done like eight tours, or uh, he no, he's done eight. He could tell us about. I'm just saying he's done a lot yeah. more, but he could only tell us about eight. But either way, great show available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube works for podcast. But I had talked to him about the stigma of like, because I remember they shit on because it's called a pogue, right? So if you're in the Marine Corps and it's person other than grunt, which is like the infantry ground pounder, you're called a pogue and they shit all over you thinking like you're not in combat and you're kind of a puss. But he would even say he's like, you know, there's that stigma, but it's also it's like, you know, you need everybody. Everyone does a job. No one's just fucking like, yeah. Maybe you're at a desk, but you're still fucking doing a job. You know what I mean? And it's not like it, like everyone contributes. And yeah, there's guys that go out there in first. But, you know, honestly, he's like, you know, he's like for him, he was like, I he wouldn't do anything else because he had done that. But he he wasn't like he was the guy at the highest level that could shit on anybody. And he still did not You know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah. also we had Marine uh, Marine Gunnery Sergeant Brandon Hill on the show. 
And he had a great saying that he said, bullets don't fly without supply, you know? Yep. So it's like, it's a whole community in a city. But when you were in there, what was your job in the Air Force? Uh, so my first, my main title was, um, it started off command and control, um, just command and control. And now I think it's called aerospace control and warning systems. What is, um, okay, what, is, what was your kind of what was your role? So when I first joined, um, everyone in my career field starts off as a surveillance technician. Mm -hmm. And that's when you sit in front of a computer screen in this box that's maybe a ton, weighs about a ton, and maybe the size of like 13. Is it one of those things big. that you see that looks like a, uh, like a cart, like a, like a cargo box kind of thing? Kind of. You know? It's a little bit smaller than a cargo box. Oh, and <laughs> Yeah. Fun. Yeah. And so you have to, you sit there and you identify all the tracks there, all the aircraft that are flying in the area. Oh, so, you're like an air traffic controller. Oh, no, oh, I'm better shit. than air traffic control. <laughs> oh, those guys. Oh, touchy no. subject. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, so basically my whole career field, air traffic control takes the plane off and they land them, right? Okay. We do everything in between. We oh, tell the pilot what to do, where fuck. to go, who to bomb. If there's an air-to-air -air war, that's what we're doing. Um, we're there for the close air support. So we watch, as you, when you first start, you watch everything flying in your area of responsibility and identify it, make sure it's a good plane. If it's not, then you have to like start countermeasures. Yeah. Um, so that's where everybody kind of starts. Sorry. Um, and then from there, you progress into different positions within that. So you can stay on the surveillance side or you can move over to the weapon side. And the weapon side is the people that are actually talking to the, the pilot. They're telling them what to do. They're, they can see everything. So pilots don't fly blind. They don't just get to go do whatever they want. Yeah. You have to be able to follow these different codes and we have to know what we're fighting against and what the potential threats are so we can combat it with our, our pilot. Wow. Yeah, it, it's it's really cool sounding, but like when you're doing it, you are just in front of a screen like clicking and like, okay. But still, you like know? this is the shit like we've all seen the movies and all this stuff. Like this is the kind of shit I love. This is the background stuff that no one fucking talks about because like everyone sees the movie where it's like drop the fucking hammer you know which is it's not what the fuck's going on like these guys are up there and it's total everyone's talking to each other all the time and you're are you in in your pod are you communicating with the other people in your pod as well okay yeah so, so you usually have two different pods as well so you have a connection with like the people in surveillance talking to the people over in weapons who are then talking to the pilot. Wow. And so mm -hmm. wait, which one did you do surveillance? I was, I stayed on the surveillance side. Um, which kind of was like, like I, I've always thought about this, right? Sorry to interrupt you, but I've always thought about yeah. this. Eventually cars are going to fucking fly, right? Like I wouldn't be surprised if my daughter is taking her flying license or is that it's not even a flying license is now Uber. Once Uber air comes around and you can get a flying car somewhere, no one's buying fucking cars again. Right. Like that's just like, it'll become like horseback riding. You know what I mean? Where it's like just something you do for pleasure or for sport, you know? So what, like what, when that, when that happens, my thought is, is like, how do you control like the traffic in the air? You know what I mean? Like there has to be specific kind of lanes of traffic. So 
in a way, what you're doing is like you're controlling the traffic in the air, right? Yeah. And like letting yeah. them know, like, hey, you got a fucking left turn up here, or you got like, you know, like there's a stop sign coming up, or whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? But like, that's the kind of stuff you're doing because legit, like, it, I know it looks like a big open sky, but you can't just fly t- tipsy turvy everywhere. Like, you have to have like a destination and like a path of, Air you know, and- yeah. It's almost like, you know, in Star Wars, when they said it's a light speed, they have to make sure that there's not, you know, I know all this stuff, guys. Come on. (laughs) I've watched the movies. But either way. No. uh, So. All right. All right. So nice. Okay, so let me just let me have it. What was like your day in the life like for surveillance? Um, It depends on where we're at. Right. So if we're in the States, I'm doing missions that are pre-planned with pilots at specific times. Right. So it's practice when we're in the States. Um, where like how, where are you in 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 relation to the pilots? Like, are you in, say, Idaho and the pilots in fucking Nebraska or like what the fuck? Like, do you have to be close? It, you don't have to be close. Um, there's different links that you can so there's things called data links and um you can use the fiber optic cable from the radar to reach out as far as we can and then get different radars to pull in the feed from different locations so now where technology is i know i'm i'm i don't know for sure but i know that they can control something from idaho in iraq right now wow i know they could do that we did that over we had um since i lived in idaho out there there's a whole lot of nothing so it's a whole lot of airspace that they can just go practice and do stuff. So we had a specific airspace range that we would work out of every day. And then sometimes they would do like exercises with a unit out of uh, Utah or Oregon. And we go to a different airspace and practice with those guys. Um, It could be anywhere, but generally when I was in Idaho, it's, you know, in that area, we could go to the site that they would go and fly over a lot. And that's where we would do our exercises. We go out in the field for a week and set up a bare base and kind of do that and um, control from there. We actually, my favorite experience was playing with the German Air Force. We got to go out in, um, so we had five ton trucks. Our So, sorry, my squadron had to be prepared to go within 72 hours. So we always had Were you like all a the quick trucks. reaction force kind of thing? We're the first ones to go in to set up air power. Okay. We're going to go and set up all those bombings and, you know, take over the sky and then everybody else comes in. Right. 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 So we were always doing exercises like that. Well, the German air force wanted to come and practice bombing. So we got to go out to the airspace and drive around in convoys and the air force, the German air force was maybe like 500 feet above our head, practicing bombing us while driving through the mountains. It was so cool. It was the coolest thing. Like you could, they'd shoot off sparks and you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I got to do stuff like that. And that's uh, pretty cool. That like, I loved those experiences. Um, but then there's the other yeah. experiences of like being in fucking Idaho. Yeah. Idaho was definitely a whole lot of nothing to do. You say you Idaho, know? but really Justin's mom, <laughs> the hoe. I can't tell you how many times every single person in our family <laughs> Every time I would come home on leave, they'd be like, oh, where are you coming from? And I'd say Idaho. And I'd be like, uh, Idaho. Uh, <laughs> Every just, single one of y'all. Ju- just shows how <laughs> funny everyone in our family is. Right, Justin? 
Because I was just joking. Yeah, everyone loves a hoe. So can I ask this though? So you're doing like these amazing things and goes in these incredible places, but I will ask this. So you're in the Air Force and I would say, I think the stat is, is that there is more females in the Air Force than any other branch of the military, if I'm correct. And so maybe you have more women there, but I remember talking to one of our cousins and he was in the Navy. And he's like, he was on a ship and he was saying, he's like, there's girls on the ship, but you do not want to hook up with the girls on the ship. Right. So like being in the air force and being a woman, what is it like being in like such a male? I know like from what, from what I was told, at least like everyone has said the military guys, maybe, maybe it was different back when you were in it. Cause it was a while ago, but they were like the sexual harassment gimmick does not fly. He's like, you are in deep shit if you get pinned for like being inappropriate with a chick, you know, like if they like because they can like sometimes the chicks will flip it on you, at least is what he was telling me. He's like, you could lose like your your rank. You could get like a, uh, you know, a money penalty or whatever jail time like they he was like, they do not fuck around with that. But and that's in like, you know, the other branches. But what was the Air Force like with that being like a female in that in that realm? So are you OK with me getting deep on this? Yeah. If it, Hey, as long as you're OK with the, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. So no, as long as I'm you're comfortable open, with it. But like you're my cousin. So <laughs> it's fine. Okay. You know. OK, so. Um, I was on the complete opposite end of that spectrum. Okay. More than one. Okay. Um, from the time that I got in, my first assault happened maybe a year into it. Whoa. whoa. And it was with, yeah. Whoa, whoa, yeah. fucking whoa. Uh, yeah. You said assault? Yes. Like they fucking, oh my God. That's that's why I wanted to give you a little, you might want to put a disclaimer, but yeah, no, yeah. I am a victim of military sexual trauma more wow. than once. What? That's why I'm out. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and I've seen both sides, right? So women do it to men. Not women doing it to men in in the military. Like I personally did not see that. Um, I've seen. So after my, uh, you've seen like a guy say like guy not do it and a girl like lie about it. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I've seen both sides. Okay. Um, what I can say is that with both of mine that I actually reported, because you have the option to do a restricted report where okay. you just get medical help. Nobody else finds out. You just get, you know, the help you need from mental health or but, the hospital. But in the person that uh like the person responsible doesn't receive any punishment or anything. Yeah. Why? I mean, would that be like out of a fear for your life kind of thing or a fear for I, repercussion or the first one, the first assault that I reported, I started off with a restricted report okay. because it was someone in my squadron. Okay. And uh, I had to deal with them every day, oh, you know, fuck. so I just wanted help, Yeah. you know, but wow. there was a moment. So I was still working with this guy every day and I hadn't, told anybody in my squadron and we had to do this thing called um omjm where you sit in a box and you watch the equipment to make sure it doesn't get stolen we had to do it every hour and i had to replace him for the shift so i would have other people go out to replace him and then i would go out and do my shift and then have somebody you know to kind of give me that space yeah but his smell was in there so i had a total nervous breakdown 
and I ended up having to do an unrestricted report. And um, it was actually Jesus. pretty crazy. I ended up. Does he get like? Would he get transferred in that situation or is it does? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. Good. Um, so nothing happened. Right. I'm just going to start off and say that nothing happened. I nothing got happened trouble. to him. Yes. I got in uh. trouble for underage drinking and um, I got a LOR and a UIF, which are like a letter of reprimand and an unfavorable information file where that was on me for a year. So I couldn't deploy or not deploy, but I couldn't move i couldn't do anything i was stuck in my unit uh, um with to this keep guy. me away yeah yeah and to keep me away from him they put me at our front desk where he walked by every day and would have to talk to people up front to deal with the schedule and that's uh, what i did was he a so, ranking officer nope he was my rank. He All actually, right. like, I, I don't know if you were there, but we were friends. Okay. And uh, he was TDY out in New York one time when I came home on leave. And he actually came down and hung out with the family. Oh. Yeah. Did um, he come over for Thanksgiving? He was a ginger. A I don't know if I met him. I don't know. There was one but, guy I met that was, like, really into Star Wars. But I think you were dating. Yeah, that's my ex-husband. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, no. Um, so I reported it that day when I smelled him in the box and did it with their office of in special office of special investigations, which is like the Air Force's FBI or NCIS. That's what they are. Um, they told me that they would get him, and my commander squashed it because it was two members of his unit, and uh. he squashed the entire investigation. Uh. Meanwhile, the same day that it happened. Um, um, we had just gotten back from an exercise out in Utah and I was with my husband, but we were just dating and we had hooked up that day and I actually got pregnant that day with my son. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I had to deal with all of that investigation and all of that bullshit and all of that trouble for nothing <laughs> while yeah. I was pregnant. And that was really early in. Um, wasn't the first time, wasn't the last time, you know, uh, but I've also seen, we had this girl in one of my squadrons who claimed like she went AWOL for a week. Yeah. We had no idea where she was. Nobody could contact her or nothing. And this is when I was in Florida. In, can, and I then, ask, can I ask in those scenarios where you are assaulted or like, do you tell the other girls in your squad or your? I didn't tell anybody. Like, yeah. I tried not to, but then once it got out, I was a slut and I was a whore and I got drunk and I yeah. didn't, I consented to it in the moment. Now, yeah. let me just say, I know personally when I'm drunk and I'm trying to go out and have a good time and go get laid, I know yeah. what I'm doing, yeah. but if I'm blackout drunk, that's a totally different story. If I'm passed out in my bed, that's a different story. True, 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 true. Very true. Um, but yeah, this girl went AWOL for that week, came back and then said that three dudes gang raped her. And that's why uh, she went AWOL. Uh, Those guys were not even on our base the day that it happened. Uh, and then later on, she tried to claim that my ex-husband raped her. Oh, yeah. So I've seen both sides, you know, yeah, and yeah. false claims to me are more like everything is offensive. Right. Mm -hmm. But a false claim Makes it ruins for... people's lives. Yeah. That's yeah. why not. Not the only reason my ex is out of the military but once that happened you don't recover you yeah. can't even if it's even if it's shown that not to be true it's still yep. that black that black stain on that is some honestly i was talking to someone about this the other day because one of their like you know one of their relatives we'll just say like it was like their niece or nephew or something had said that their wife 
called the police and said that the that he had, that he had hit her right when he didn't and he would never and like and it was obvious that he never like there was nothing wrong nothing happened and even when the police got there because of the state they were in it's like a mandatory that they have to take him where in pa it's not mandatory it's like you can you know judge the scene but she lied but he was able to get it clean but like he could have lost everything you know for her lie and but then the repercussions for the women there's really no repercussions for lying you know what i mean yeah so it's like nothing happened to that girl well that's the thing like mm. the the guys their whole thing is they're ruined you know yep. but it's nothing like so do you would you say do you think there should be harsher punishment for that as far oh, as 100%. like when it's a proven lie right not when it's 100%. like a dispute of like you know this and this but when it's a proven lie do you yeah there should be yeah no yeah. fuck you you're abusing the system and you're abusing it for people who really need it like yeah yeah, yeah. and it gives then then when someone who does have something real like that's the first thing people think it's like oh it's just another bullshit yeah yep. Oh, yep, wow. you're a slut. You're a whore. You did what you did. Like, I can't tell you how much around my squadrons I was talked about for years. Wow. Years. It, it ruined my and when completely. And when you like transferred, they're like, oh, this girl, blah, blah, blah. And this, you know, like that. Yeah. So I had to fight for my um, PCS to Florida. So what had happened, my what Mike, is uh, my what what does PCS mean? Uh, like permanent change of station. So when we oh, moved from okay. Idaho to Florida, that it's okay. called a PCS. Okay. Um, my husband at the time, he was deployed for six months. He came back. We got married. He had orders to Florida. They wouldn't let me go to Florida until I proved myself worthy. Essentially, how, how I worked you my guys ass married. Yeah. You but. Yep. but why wouldn't they why would like if he's being transferred because they didn't feel like i was a good fit for the, the schoolhouse that he was moving to no for fuck's sake because of everything that had happened mind you yeah. you know your mental health in those situations just goes to shit yeah. and you have no support system yeah so you're away from home and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and the only support system you have is your husband who was at, was out of country and now he's being transferred to another base. Yeah, that's And fucking... since I had our son for 6 months by myself, oh, he took you're... Aiden with him to Florida. Oh. So I was in Idaho alone for 6 months working my ass off to get down to Florida. Wow, what kind of stuff did they have you do? Just like extra shit or I mean, so as I kind of grew in rank and grew with my job I moved from just a surveillance technician to working as an electronic protection technician, which was more with the radar, and then um, a data systems technician. So I was working with the equipment. So I was mainly equipment and radar functioning. Okay. That Those were my jobs. And I became an instructor in those oh. two positions. Oh, wow. And so I just busted my ass. I made lesson plans. I created syllabus. I taught, I taught as much as I could. I'd be in the radar van for exercises for 11 hours out of our 12 hour shift, teaching yeah. and learning and working with jamming. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite thing about like what I did, but you know, I just, I busted my ass. I was there at four in the morning. I was there till six. Like it was, I worked and they finally were like, okay, you can go to Florida. Also like you they know? took your fucking son away from you. That's fuck. Like it's not they that they did took that six it's just months like... after he was born. 
That's they deployed unbelievable. me. That's unbelievable. Exactly six months. So Bree came out to Idaho. They were deploying both Mike and I. Okay. Bree came to Idaho when Aiden was four months old. And then I stopped breastfeeding the day he left in September with Bree to come back to Pennsylvania and then left a week later for the desert. And I was gone for six months. Oh, uh, that's so the Bree- fucking worst yeah. thing ever. Bree was 18, fresh out of high school, taking <laughs> care of an infant uh, with my mother. Oh, uh hmm shout out to mm-hmm. Bree. jesus <laughs> like Christ. she's the mvp here man she really yeah. she she helped me so much oh Bree's the best but that's fucking tough that's a tough fucking ass damn that well that's also tough like especially too for a mom like pe- people don't i don't know if people realize this but that post you know post postpartum that is a real fucking gimmick that is no yep. bullshit you know yep. like that is real that is real stuff so like the postpartum and then also do you like your you like your kid especially that early there's such an attachment especially with the mom and then they're taking the kid away from you you're leaving the country you're having to deal with all this bullshit that's fucking tough that's real yeah. fucking tough so then but when you came back that's when you're able to like work and then get to florida right uh another like two years we stayed in idaho for about five years total so i deployed twice out of idaho my first year like my one year mark in the military i deployed for four months five months and then got pregnant with aiden for the next deployment and then left for the one right we deployed every year at that point um so mike was actually gone when i had aiden he was deployed and i had aiden by myself (laughs) my mom got there half the year in idaho half the year out of country kind of yeah we called it operation deny christmas (laughs) 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 we always had christmas in the desert and let me tell you they would try and set up these great like christmas themed chow halls that had like llamas (laughs) 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 but they would try man it was good we had uh for the super bowl i got two beers you know so i didn't eat all day and then chug the two beers it was a little bit of a kick sure got a little toasty it was it was good you know (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. but it's my military experience was so either like great or like wow (laughs) you know yeah it it was a lot there's sometimes yeah morale is tough at those times you know what i mean justin did you ever think of joining the military dude i was in high school when 9-11 happened i like thought about it but then also i uh uh, like don't i don't (laughs) want to fight i don't want to go to the cold i don't want to go to the jungle yeah i don't want to go to the desert no yeah i remember if they attack here sure i'll step right if i have to if you're gonna invade north wales pennsylvania i guess i'll step up yeah <laughs> if north if end up goes to north war Wales that's when you go to war. I am, I am. yeah yeah when end up goes to war you're there no i'm honestly i talked to the marine recruiter and everything i was like i was i was pretty I close thought about to- being a, my uncle was a philly cop for 25 years i really thought about being a cop for a long time same same but no nah, never pulled same the trigger thing. that so i would you gotta go be a cop in a terrible place go be a good cop yeah plus two it's like i mean uh, don't get me wrong cops like cops and firemen like all that 
that's a tough fucking gimmick that is a tough job but i don't know man also i wanted to do drugs i wanted to party i wanted to fucking <laughs> get with chicks like that you know my dad I, was the dare officer man like yeah. i totally get you <laughs> yeah i had priorities and it wasn't serving my country you know <laughs> which i mean shout out to those that serve but you know I don't know. I just wasn't, you know, they're pretty tough. I wasn't in that category. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that too, I can't be yelled at. Yeah, that happened. It, yeah. I mean, it happened in basic for me. And then once I'm in the real life Air Force, it didn't happen. But yeah. I watch in Iraq when I was in Kirkuk, we were at an army base and we just had like an Air Force section. So we could like, I made friends with the army, yeah. the army, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. All, all but, army loved The whole me. thing. Yeah. <laughs> They Great all friends with Army. All the time. No, we had some awesome Nerf wars. We like yeah. out in the desert, you make it fun. Yeah. But if somebody got in trouble over there, they fucking like I watched them it. just rip them to shreds Ooh. and rip their rank right off their chest. Oh, like, oh it was just like, oh, people, I'm, I'm going to go back inside. Yeah. <laughs> people don't realize too, like when they're ripping the rank off their chest, they're also ripping like, let's just say $30,000 off their chest. You know yep. what I mean? Because their yep. pay goes right back down. People don't re- yep. people don't realize that. Like, it's not that they're losing the rank and whatever. That sucks. But they're losing a lot of money. You know what yep. I mean? Plus, dude, what, when you get... lose it for little shit, too. Like, yeah. little shit that we were like, I accidentally went to work with my lip ring in. You know what I mean? And I didn't, yeah. I didn't get in trouble. But if that were to happen there, I'm sure. I am sure they would have been ripped to shreds. Yeah. You make your bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, little, there's a little dirt on that shoe there, boy. You better stop playing that. And yeah, you know, you, no that's shit. that's the United States military shoe, boy. Yeah. With your knife hand. The what? fuck do you think you're doing? What uh, <laughs> did you get? Like, was there a lot of slang that you used in the Air Force? Uh, not so much slang as it is just brevity, like the CPS you know, thing, and yeah, PCS. You know, I work in a CRC, so just a lot of acronyms all the time. Yeah. Um, I guess the closest thing to like yeah. slang would be call signs. Oh, um, what was so your call I had, sign? Are you allowed to say? I had two. My Woo! first one was Woo! Carlos. Call because sign Carlos. <laughs> it was after the uh, the drunk or the baby from what's that movie? Oh, movie. from The Hangover. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up being like, you were allowed to pick. No. So the thing is, with a call sign, it's a it's a ceremony, right? And you are elected that time to get a call sign. So then you have people that have to come up with store, like come up with a call sign, but you have to have a good backstory to the call sign. And it only has to be 10% true. So you pick up on something small and then make this story. So somehow I got Carlos because this guy I dated basically made him babysit his daughter while I was with him. It wasn't a good, that, that wasn't a good one. I didn't like that one. We weren't a fan of that one. All right. So we say goodbye to Carlos. We say goodbye. And I had to fight for that because you have to fight to get rid of your call sign. Yeah. A lot of paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I had my second call sign night in Florida and it ended up becoming slap because anytime anybody would come up to my radar van in Iraq, the army guys would like to push buttons and shit. Right. So here's the uh, official story. I was working in the radar van. And there was a tour happening behind me and I didn't know what was going on. And a chief master sergeant just started pushing buttons from the army. And I turned around and I slapped him. And that's how I got the call sign slap. <laughs> Whoa. Did that really so, happen? 
no, no, no. We had a tour <laughs> and, you know, I was giving a tour to a bunch of, you know, high ranking army officials to show them what our radar does and like what we're doing in Iraq. And there's a lot of cool buttons. And there's like, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I just, I a button that could be, was. that could really fuck up a lot of shit though. Honestly. Yeah. There's a lot of buttons that could fuck up <laughs> a lot of shit. <laughs> Don't touch the red one. Yeah. Like, All right. The radar was the cool, it was like a 1950s, if you think of a 1950s submarine, like green swoop, that's the radar I worked on. And I could read that radar and all the dots on it and like pick out jamming and make it so everybody can read the air picture where they're at. That was my job as an electronic protection technician. I'm actually published in some um, paperwork. So we have a school called Weapons School, which is like Top Gun. Like Top Gun is an actual school, right? Okay. Yeah. The Air Force has a better one because. <laughs> um, yeah, but they do a lot of research on different topics. And all of my research on a type of jammer called the Durfum got published in this in this article. Nice. It, it was really cool. And it means nothing in the real world. But no, that's really cool, though. Good for cool you. Shit. Yeah. I was actually just on the top um top gun what is the difference between a naval pilot and an air force pilot they oh, speak fuck. different so i didn't they know there was a difference there really? yeah because yeah. top gun comes out of the navy and uh right like yep. the, the tom cruise movie and stuff they're naval yep. pilots that's all naval so Why? they're more practiced in you know being able to land on an aircraft carrier stuff like that and they work closely with the marines for their drops so it's it's more naval or not naval but air and water related while ours is more land and they speak totally different language which is stupid like yeah not gonna lie just speak the same language as the rest of the fucking militaries should all be one guys like come on yeah (laughs) you gotta be a (laughs) hard ass maverick you know uh, and their rank is just stupid like you got a a steering wheel on your i don't know what you do yeah i don't know who you are who cares right do i salute you or not like yeah yeah Am Grow I gonna... up there. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm with you. Plus two, like, let's be honest, flying over the ocean doesn't seem that difficult. Not like you're going to run into a mountain or a canyon on the ocean. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying little couple more obstacles on the lane. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Don't so. get me wrong. The FA-18 is a beast. It's a beast. Oh, the FA-18. Right. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> What was I thinking? Fighter pilot or fighter plane from the Navy. It's a badass plane, but yeah. we're better. So Sure. I mean, duh, shout out. <laughs> Fans of the show, listen to the show, the Air Force. Nice. Air Force. All right. Well, I know, Sam, I'll tell you, I was really looking forward to this and was really excited when you asked to come on. We are coming to the top of time. So before we get out of here, though, Sam, is there anything you'd like to say? To, or no, I would like to ask this. I know we didn't get to cover everything and there's a lot more I wanted to get into. Ah, fuck it. We got, Justin, you got 10 minutes? Yeah. All right, let's talk about some weed. So, all mm-hmm. right, let's keep it moving. We talked about the Air Force stuff, but I want to get into talking about the ganja. So I know that you worked yeah. at a, up to other places before you got to the ganja, but it seems like you had a lot of knowledge in the ganja. So a lot of knowledge. Not a lot of ganja knowledge. So... I want to talk about it. Let me hear it. What are we doing? How did you get into the ganja game? And how's life been with the ganja? All right. So before I got out of the military, <laughs> I fucked up a little bit and I started smoking. Um, In the military? I, yeah. My last like two months because they were fucking me over and wouldn't let me work. And I was on a lot of antidepressants. I just said, fuck it. 
at that point and I started smoking and then I slowly got off of all of the pills that I was on. I That's good. I was a zombie. Yeah. yeah. And cannabis really turned it around for me. So once I kind of came back here, I did hair. Eh, I like helping people, I realize. Okay. Now I'm like, I like smoking weed a lot and they're patients. Maybe I can get into the field somehow. Yeah. So I just start applying to either be like a, a senior or just an associate. And I got the associate or the senior supervisor position. So it wasn't the AGM or the GM, just a senior um, at a dispensary. And I opened that store um, out in Whitehall. It was, you know, it's booming. It's a, it's a crazy industry, but Oh, once you finally billion get in, dollar industry, it's a yeah. lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. So, okay. Sorry. I interrupted. So once you get in, uh, once I get in, uh, I quickly progress, you know, it's like I said, it's a lot of work. So I'm putting in some nights I, we would do inventory overnight. I I'd leave work at four o'clock in the morning after getting there at 12, uh, the day before, because we had been working Whoa. on inventory. Yeah, it was, it's a lot. Um, so it got to be too much for the person at the time. And I applied for the AGM position and I got it. And when you're in the cannabis field, they don't just start you off with nothing. Like you can't just be like, here, go in and just sell. You have to know what you're kind of talking about. So you get these different education sessions with doctors, with the different growers. um, And you get to learn about terpenes. You get to learn about cannabinoids. You get to learn about, you know, the different strains, the different products that are out. Um, It's, it's, it's changed my life. But like, essentially you're almost like a pharmacist in a way, you know? So you do have to know like what you're doing because you are providing medication for people. So What so when you're there though, like when what is one of like initially getting into it when you're learning this stuff? Like, what's one of the coolest things you learned? Because I'll say this: like they once it once Uncle Sam got involved in the weed game, boy oh boy, like they have they have done amazing things as far as like you know specializing what the weed works on what the weed works for really doing it like different ways with like you know the wax and the edibles and what was that justin the lotions i've i've used the lotions joints and knees that hurt and dude it's incredible yep i've given my pop up some bombs yeah dude my brother's uh been a landscaper since I mean, forever. And he's the one day I had this like sharp pain in my knees. Like here, try this. And I, I rubbed it on there. Tw- 20 minutes went by. I like totally forgot I even did it. And he was like, how's your knee feel? And I was like, Oh, it actually feels, it feels good. Ooh, it works. Yeah. It doles out yeah. pain. Like in a way that like feels natural, if you will. I wonder if I'd piss hot from the lotion. I can't piss. You hot. can, ah, you fuck. can Forget yeah. it, because yeah, especially if you get a if you get a medical card, you can piss hot. Yeah, you can. Seventy five bucks. You have a medical card. Uh, it really, it's- uh, most companies uh, don't ding you on marijuana anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to stress it. I mean, you know, come on. Why would I turn down six figures to piss hot? You know, so either way, um, let's keep it going. So nice. All right. So you're, so you're in the weed game. What is one of the coolest gimmicks you've learned? Um, so I have diverticulosis and it's with my stomach and my, mainly my intestines. It's a problem with digestion. Okay. Right. Yeah. I've learned about the different cannabinoids and stuff like that. So there's this one called CBG and that 
is something that I look for in all of my flour. It helps you to digest. It helps make you hungry. It helps, you know, just in general with your whole digestive system, especially if you can't eat. If you have a problem with anxiety like I do where it gets too ramped up. I won't eat for a day and a half. You know, yeah. I need something that's going to make me eat. Yeah. I'm looking for something with CBG. Well, mm. now that I know that any veteran, like I love when a veteran comes into my store because I jump on it. I yeah. know what's wrong. Yeah. I know what you need. Like, okay, yeah. you need mercine. You need beta caryophyllene. You need some linalool at night. You need to stay away from that pinene. You need some CBG for this, but potentially some THCV. But that could make you not, like, this is what I do every day. And I will go over with my patient everything that is on a label and say, hey, this is what you should look for. This is how you should, they don't give you a direction when you get into the program. They just say, here's your card and go. So people just come in and just buy stuff because yeah. they don't understand or they don't know. Uh, oh, so when, when a doctor prescribes you a medical marijuana, they just do marijuana in general. They don't prescribe you a certain strand. So then when nope. you, so when you go to the store, it's really like you guys then turn into the medical professionals in a way of like, okay, the doctor said you have this, this is what you need, pal yep. kind of thing. Oh, wow. That is 100%. vital. Also Every too, I, I do love the studies that they show how much weed has helped with PTSD. It has been like, oh, they say it like, cause a lot of, I know for a while and I had a couple buddies at the gym that told me like the painkillers were fucking just wrecking people with PTSD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone's getting in the oxy and shit and it, it kills everybody. Oxy's just the worst, but it's like the, but the guys with the PTSD, it's really, it's really shown to help them a lot, which I think, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. And that's something you've been able to, to expert in. Go ahead, Sam. Specifically um, a cannabinoid called THCV. It's really good for PTSD. It's a stimulant, but it's not, it's not a stimulant. It's an anti-stimulant, but it's not um, knocking you on your ass so you can still function. So it slows our brains down just that little bit that we need to mm -hmm. be able to continue to move. Um, so just as a FYI, if anybody's got PTSD out here, if you're looking for something, THCV is a great uh, cannabinoid for that. Nice. And then what if someone went in there with lower back pain? What are you doing? I'm telling them, well, see, now I have questions. Where is it? What time of the day are you trying to treat yourself? What are you looking for? Are you looking for long-term relief? Or are you looking for short-term? All of these things matter. So wow. you tell me you want something for the daytime, but you don't want to get anxious. I'm going to go look for something, probably a hybrid that's higher in uh, terpinaline and myrcene for anti-inflammatory stuff and anti-pain. And then the terpinaline is a focuser. It's an uplifter. And I'm going to say, you should try this guy during the day. And then for me, like, I've been bragging about the burnt toast. So I'll be like, you need to get the burnt toast for nighttime. Like it's going to, it's going to do the best for you. I love it. You know, or say you can't sleep at, you can't stay asleep at night. You can go to sleep, but you can't stay asleep. I'm going to recommend something that's going to be longer lasting, like a tincture or an RSO, which is a thick oil that you can eat an edible essentially. Yo, I have, I have. 0.3 grams left of my bio Jesus RSO. And I'm just like, I want you. Dude, I was getting those syringes <laughs> and I was putting it on crackers and like, I didn't, I wasn't like measuring it. So I do like, like the first time I tried like a little bit and then the other time I was like, and so, uh -huh. uh, oh, it's the best. They're so good. What is uh, it yeah. called? It's a, it's a Samson syringe. Oil. 
yeah and it's basically I, just yeah i mean you could say it a lot better than i can <laughs> but so our Don't mutual worry. friend on I the show examples. one time bought one of these the syringes are not cheap it's usually like 50 to 70 dollars for a gram there you go it looks kind of like hold that on, hold on let me all right oh okay all right very cool it looks like that so for everyone listening, it just kind of looks like a basic syringe, but it doesn't have a needle on it. Is no. that right? No. Yeah. Right. It has like a little. Like a stopper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and stuck then, on there right now. And then you take the stopper off and then you squeeze out. And, and squirt it's... it right in your mouth. You can put it on a cracker. Or, What's or... it Actually, taste like? If you, it tastes like shit. <laughs> Unless you really like, like the taste of weed. Yeah. Like if you find a good one, it's going to taste like bud it's just flour man like it is it is it is a it is a taste and it's very sticky so uh, it doesn't leave yeah you gotta uh, do it right in your mouth don't even do it under your finger oh yeah, wow no. so it's almost like yeah. reds yeah it's it, uh, thick yeah all right. And you want to, like, if you can, like, if you get some stuck on your finger, rub it on your gum line so it'll go through the gums to get it to act up a little mm, bit faster. Kind of like the ha-ha-hana, from what I'm told. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> so okay so then you're oh man so but like i'll tell you as soon as the fucking geeks and the scientists got a hold of this fucking shit that was that was next level for the old weed game i the fucking the company went to i'm town. with is we're partnered with penn state university actually for studies and uh oh, stuff wow. like that so our pharmacists so we do have pharmacists on staff actual pharmacists and they're doing study work on you know this terpene actually helps for ptsd and here is the work for it here's the Uh, studies behind it it it's a billion dollar fucking industry go ahead justin no i was saying do you like before it became legal especially on the east coast at all like when they started making like people would make wax in their own house and stuff which requires like butane and burning Mm -hmm. off the butane and then you have the remnants left like when the science like started to get into weed like it got God, I remember like when dabs came out and I was just like, like uh, so your friend takes out a blowtorch and you're like, what are we doing? <laughs> and like we're smoking yeah. weed. I'm like, okay. This doesn't feel like weed. <laughs> Feels like crack, but okay. <laughs> sure. Then, I'll try it. Yeah. I'll try crack. Yo. Yeah. I love I like me human. some concentrates, man. Dude, They're expensive damn. though. Yeah. So like, like the edible game too is like fucking next level right like you get like do you pee like is there shit at your shop that you're like look a crumb of this and you're fucking good don't fucking so, actually in pennsylvania edibles are le- illegal uh, right so boy. all you can buy are like the the oils and the tinctures and then my company specifically has a thing called a trochee which is a dissolvable gelatin that you have to leave in your mouth but that is the only thing that pennsylvania has as an edible if you're going to oh. have an edible, you have to bake it at home. Oh. So we don't get all those goodies because Pennsylvania is just stupid. They have oh. the stuff over in like I mean, you, everywhere yeah. else. You can get them, but not in a dispensary. You yeah. won't find yeah. it anywhere legally because of the they don't want it marketed or in any way towards children. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So don't want lollipops or like gummy bear. Right. Right. I see. Yeah. That'd be a bad fucking news. Yeah. Whenever we go over to my mom's house, I'm like, mom, you need to have a do not touch drawer because I got a fucking kid. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. So, all right. 
And then as far as like a police presence towards weed, it's just non-existent now. Right. Like, um, yeah, you know, I haven't had any personal problems. We actually had some cops in our parking lot probably about two months ago. And it just makes it like all the patients anxious. Right. Like, they're well, why cops would they right be out- there, though? Why would it matter? It- our parking lot in general isn't just ours. We're next oh, to Goodwill right. and okay. other stuff. So yeah, they were yeah, pulling yeah. somebody over. Okay. But we were see. all leaving the one night and the cops were there and we were like, we just started talking. And, yeah. you know, they were like, you know, someday it'd be really kind of cool if we could get a tour. And they were kind of asking about my, um, they didn't understand that I'm under so many regulations through the Department of Health. So they were like, oh, so it, it doesn't happen like this. It happens like this. Or yeah. like they were asking about, you know, transferring money over state lines or yeah. transferring product over state lines. You can't do that. It's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that is in. Yeah, everything in PA is grown in PA. So oh, really? Yeah, and it, you cannot import from another state. No so shit. everything that's here for sale has been grown here. Damn. Cannabis has brought in a lot of different jobs. It's just, it's a rough company. It's a rough business right now because it's so it, much work. Yeah, honestly, too, it's just, it has a bad rap because of it was in the illegal drug trade for so long, but really it's not that anymore. It's totally gone into the pharmacy game, but I'll tell you this, Sam, I really love hearing about the weed and we can talk about it more, but we really are at the top of time. Now me and Justin usually are on the same page with this, but we would love to have you back on the show. If you'd be willing to come back on. Hell yeah. Love no it. problem. Nice. Of course. So, uh, like I said, we're at the top of time before we get out of here, Sam, is there anything you want to say to your adoring fan base before we take off? Check out the balanced veterans network. Uh, they're a great group of holistic, uh, care for veterans. Um, if you are a veteran, if you're interested in getting your card, check out operation 1620. Uh, you could basically get your card for free. If your disability is rated at 30% or higher, if you need to talk to anybody, please feel free to reach out to, uh, the Fogelsville Vital Options Dispensary, and we'll talk with you and get you started. Yeah. Also, uh, there's links for those too, right, Sam? Yep. Cool. Yep. We'll, we'll, for anyone listening, we'll have links in the description of this episode for those. So please do check them out. That's really great, great stuff. Nice. Thanks, Sam. That was awesome. And then, Justin, yeah. anything you want to say to, uh, you know, the J-Dub Nation and Mozambique before we get out of here? This was uh, this was dope and legalized mushrooms, yo. Hell yeah. Legalized. Very nice. So, well, speaking of legalizing mushrooms, this has been another episode of the Work Perspective Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, coming today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, and our guest today is the sensational Sam Bachman. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Perspective Podcast. You can us on Instagram, Work Perspective Podcast. You can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok. A working bee pod. If you'd like to be guests on the show, please email us at workspecs at gmail.com and please like and subscribe so we can keep this party going. Jalen Dub, thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. 
Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, P is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.